Hello, and welcome to Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer, not just for Louisiana, but for the entire northern Gulf Coast. And now, introducing your host, Alan DeRitter. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our June 30th edition of Monday Night Football, your voice for youth soccer. Uh, we always start off our show with a prayer. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear God, thanks for uh, letting us be here, letting us have this uh, this um, opportunity to really have a radio show uh, about high school soccer and youth soccer in Louisiana and really on uh, the Gulf Coast. And uh, thank you for all these years we've been on the air. Pray that we'll continue to be a service of serving you and serving each other to try to promote uh, this wonderful game and uh, and your wonderful will. Christ's name we pray. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Well, I know that we all expected to be in phase three by now, and uh, we're not. <laughs> and so uh, I'm getting a, I'm getting a, a lot of uh, uh, refinement to my skill training, uh, coaching abilities, you know, uh, which, which uh has been a positive. It's you know anything you can find a positive with, and uh, and and that's been a positive for me. And you know because uh, we get so tied up in the old, in the teenage years and tactics and and uh, adjustments and in lineups and that we kind of forget the fundamentals, which are really which Europeans and the South Americans just blow us away on. You know they can. Uh, I'll never forget when I brought my team to Italy that we played a Brazilian team for Sao Paulo. And we weren't allowed to warm up on the field, so we were stuck in the parking lot, and and they would just they just got in a circle and just once the ball went into the air, uh, it didn't touch the ground, and they just juggled the ball for a good 15, 20 minutes until we were allowed on the field, and my guys knew at that moment that we we're going to get killed. <laughs> You know, uh, uh, you know, when the ball can glue to your feet uh, and you have total mastery of it, um, the tactics you need are minimal, you know. So anyhow, I hope you all are enjoying all this. And we get a chance today, instead of complain and, and gripe, uh, we get a chance to interview Jordan Grigsby from North Shore and uh, Zane Suzuka from Dutchtown, uh, two players um, um, representing public schools, by the way. Uh, who are uh, who were named the the uh, Gatorade Players of the Year? Uh, the list of who's the who's who in soccer um, is that list of the Gatorade Players of the Year, and and I've I've only been able to you know I've only had uh, two okay uh, coach two in my in my tenure. I'm hoping to coach some more, uh, but it's 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 a great honor. It's a high honor, and uh, and these two individuals will um, have them back on the air for you and uh, let you hear what they think about it and and where they're going. They're both going to really a good a good destination, and I'm really excited for them. And I'm hoping right now for the seniors of 2021 that they get the opportunity to be able to um, compete for this award. Uh, and we'll see how that goes, uh, how it's going right now. Right now, uh, um, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm taking everything one day at a time, kind of one hour at a time, one press conference at a time, um, in hopes that we will have a 2021. Uh, so uh, 
says it anyway. I can't predict the future, but at least now we can celebrate uh, the near past, okay? And um, with these two honors. So, um, without any ado, we're going to pay some bills right now, and then uh, and then we will interview Jordan first, uh, and then Zane had towards the end. Um, I want to remind y'all that I'm, I am Coach Alan DeRitter. Um, if you want to get in touch with us and uh, give us your ideas for the show. Uh, you can get in touch with us on Twitter and Facebook at MNFUTBOL. Uh, it's important. Uh, this is your show, and uh, and we pay attention to all of the suggestions and and all of the well wishes. Uh, again, so it's on Facebook and Twitter at MNFUTBOL. I'm going to also have, uh, put a little plug in for my soccer club, too. We start, we're going to start registration in a week at Soccer Innovations of America. Um, if you uh, live in the New Orleans area, uh, take a look at us. We have our web page uh uh really I, I like my facebook page um for communications so, and that's soccer innovations of america all right so uh, i know it's a long name but uh it describes what we do it really does okay anyhow let's take a break and we'll see you back on monday night football uh, uh, we'll see you uh, after the after the commercial Hello, everybody. We're back, and uh, we're here with Jordan Grisby, uh, the uh, Gatorade Player of the Year for the girls in Louisiana. Uh, welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi. Thank you for having me. You're, you're becoming a repeat uh, 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 member of, the, of this show, you know. You keep getting more famous. How does this honor feel? Um, It's really – it feels really good. Like, it's kind of like – I don't know, really amazing. It was a good way to, like, I guess finish off my high school season, but I couldn't have done it without my like really good teammates and all the coaches along the way. How do they feel about it? <clears throat> um, I think I got a lot of like congratulations and like I felt like my team is very happy for me, both like club and high school and all the coaches that I had were very excited for me about it. Especially my father, he was really excited. <laughs> Well, it's it's a it's a heck of an honor, you know. I've only coached a few Gatorade Players of the Year, you know. It's hard it's hard to get it's hard to get that kind of recognition, you know. Um, right. Did anybody from this from the next level uh, get excited about it? Um. Yes, my coaches posted about it. Um. She texted me about it. Most all of my um college coaches texted me about it. Um. And then they posted about it at school. Okay, so, so that was pretty. Exciting. So, look, um, uh, a lot of people might not have heard you the last time you were on the show. Where are you going to school now? Um, I'm going to Appalachian State in North Carolina. Okay, and uh, that's an exciting place to go. Uh, uh, how's your training going for that? Um, it's going pretty well. We have we like get spent workouts and that I have to do like, um, like every other day. They like weight training and a lot of running, a lot of running. Yeah, no that, kidding, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard. <laughs> well, up there, you'll be able to run up, run uh, up the mountaintops, you know, and uh, that's going to be kind of interesting. You know, when it comes, to yes, medicine. I feel like the weather will be less humid, so it might be easier, like breathing wise, honestly. Yeah, thank like, you. That makes sense. You should have an advantage, really, over everybody else having to train here in this heat. With the now we have this right. hair of dust too, you know. Um, I sure, I hope I do, but. We'll see. Okay. Uh, are they open to you uh, um, playing any position, or uh, what? What are they? Th- what are they thinking about? Um, I think I'm going to go play center back. I think that's that's where she saw me play for club. Um, she saw me play a little bit of holding mid, but mostly center back. So that's probably where I would 
trained to play. Okay. Is that, do you like that? Yes, sir. I like center back. <laughs> I played, I played in most of my, I started off as a holding mid, but then I moved to center back. Like once I got to high school. Okay. And, um, now let's go back to the Gatorade. Uh, what do you think were the keys to you becoming such a great player? Like when did your career kind of like start to take off? Um, I guess just mindset and having good surrounding people around me, like having really good coaches that kind of pushed me to be better, having a father that always pushed me to do my best and having teammates that pushed me and were always in front of me to make sure that I was able to succeed in the back. Mm-hmm. How young were you when you first started? Um, I was like fifth, sixth grade when I started to play. So, uh, yeah, you said that last time. That's late. I mean, that's impressive that you can get that I, good. I know. I was very late to the game. Right. Why? Um, because soccer was not really like a sport, like uh, like a Grigsby sport that we played. It was more like my dad was only playing sports. It was more like basketball, football. And I didn't really play those sports. So um, <laughs> it was kind of just like thrown into it type of thing. Like he wanted to put me in something that like he didn't really know about. Um, so he just put me in soccer. and then. He was like, oh, so you're it's like, if I was going to get competitive, he's like, if you're going to play, you got to be good. So he moved me to club um, then started training me and stuff. My dad knows nothing about soccer, but he knew a lot about basketball and football. So he just kind of trained me like on the athletic stuff whenever we were at my house and stuff like running and sprints and footwork, things like that, like the things he knew. And he tried his best to like teach me all about the game, even though he knew absolutely nothing. You so know, that was interesting. Yeah, well, that, that might have been a blessing for your coaches, you know, because <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I, I coach in high school, obviously. And one thing baseball coaches and football coaches can't stand is parents who think that, you know, they can co- do a better job of coaching. And in his regard, mm-hmm. he just gave the coaching up to to your coaches and let them coach. Yes. And, uh, yes. so you, and, and who My dad are your was coaches? never one of those dads to, oh. do, to like talk on the sideline. He always just chilled. But when we got home, it was all game talk. <laughs> <laughs> what coaches were your favorites growing up? Um, I loved all of my coaches. Um, one of my first coaches who were like, um, was still like a good friend, me and his daughter, um, is Brian Bertram. He was um my high school coach. And then, and I had him for a while. He coached me when I was younger, like way young, like I guess like fifth, sixth grade, mm-hmm. kind of he coached me or seventh grade. He was my coach. And then he kind of taught me all the basic like touches and stuff like that. He was very good. Um, and then I had Coach Shane Johnfro a little bit. That's when we won regionals for club. Yeah. And then I have um, Coach Betsy Jacchetti. You know who that is? Oh yeah, I do. She's been on the show she a few times. That, yes, I love her. She created that mandible. Mm-hmm. I love her so much. And then right now, my club coach was Amber. Coach Amber. Um, mm-hmm. she coaches in Mandeville. Um, and then I think those are all my. No, I had. Coaches from when I like played like Pearl River, um, Coach Mark Walcott. He was my first soccer coach. Um, I loved all my coaches. There's well, you've mentioned no some re- you've mentioned some really good ones. I know Walcott also, unless I'm getting his name the name confused, you know. And uh, uh, wait, so repeat that again. I can I, I recognize Coach Walcott's name. Um, I can't can't remember or recall where, but all his, all the his others. His son coaches. played at North Shore. That's it. That, that might be it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Well, I'll mm-hmm. tell you, um, 
uh, all those names, though, that was an impressive resume, especially, you know, Coach Jonfro, and then you finished off with Coach Lazaro, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I asked you this before, but now you've had some time to chew. What do you think about you becoming a coach five, six years from now? Um, I, I like working with kids and stuff, but, and I like, I feel like I like, I love the game. So I think that'll be a fun thing for me, but I don't know. We'll see what happens later on. All right. Do you, are you so. keeping up with the, uh, with the women's league that's about to crank up? Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So I don't know if it's just me, but there's a game. I'm pretty sure I'm reading it right. It's like a 10 o'clock at night. And yeah. I'm like, uh, I'm I'm sleeping. So I guess I have to watch it like the next day. But after I already see the score, I have to watch it the next day. So it's kind of like less eventful because I already know what's going to happen. Like I already know the score. Right. But well, what do they have? They have games today, right? It's Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, prob- yeah. The, the main thing uh, is that a lot of the good players, though, are still sitting out because of COVID, you know. But I'm kind of glad that they're mm-hmm. playing. And uh, and do you think your college coach is is he optimistic or is she optimistic about uh about the season starting on time in August? Um. Well, we were supposed to go up like earlier, like June 29th for orientation and stuff, but we still it keeps getting pushed back. So we'll see what happens. But she's kind of like kind of hoping that we get up there soon so we can all start training as a team. Instead of having it all be separate, because we, we want the season to start, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. You mm-hmm. know, let's just hope it happens. Do you think it's going to start up for high school? Uh, I'm mixed. The numbers, the numbers right now are are not looking very good um, because you can't social distance in a soccer game, you know. And right Playing now, soccer, we're, right, you're literally touching them, touching people all over the field. Right, and like I'm having to wash the equipment between sessions right now and phase two training, and uh, it's very aggravating. And uh, but mm-hmm. but if, if we do get to phase three, then I think you can pull it off. But but uh, uh, right now, the governor, I'm kind of sitting on pins and needles, waiting to see if we're going to move to phase three, and it's they're going to cut it close. We're going to stay in phase two for the entire month of July, and so you right. know everything. You know everything for for college soccer. I mean, in August, you 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 better be ready to go. You know, because it's a mm-hmm. it's a fall season. But with high school, mm-hmm. we still might have a shot of uh of we got a couple more months um, that we can play around with. So maybe that uh, we can get to phase three and all. But right. So I mean, that's that's what I think about it. It's uh it's it's nerve wracking because uh, I'm trying to train right. my team and uh, mm-hmm. it, it's something. Now, well, I hope you can. Thank you. Look, um, a couple more questions. Um, I'm working with a kid today to try to get him a college scholarship. How did you find out about Appalachian State? Like, how do they recruit you? How do they find out about you? Um, well, it's I would give all of this recruiting process to my father because he helps me a lot. We started really early, like like eighth, ninth grade. We started. We just sent emails out to, like, even if because I didn't know where I wanted to go or what I was interested in, it was kind of like. If we went to a showcase with Mandeville, um, we would just send emails to like, then I would like reach out and call, like make, build relationships with the coaches. Um, and then I saw um, Appalachian State, they saw me at a Disney showcase, I think my junior year and then, or sophomore, junior year. And then like, they just got in contact with me and then we just had a relationship, like built a relationship for like a year. And then I visited campus and then it was kind of like, I'm in love here. Then, then that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I just called him like, um, I think I want to commit. 
typing, and then that was it. All right. Look, uh, my advice to you is uh, I'm in coaching a little while. Uh, when my players leave out of state to go play soccer, they get that nudge mm-hmm. of homesickness. Uh, how do you think you're going to handle that? Because that's usually the kiss of death for a lot of players from Louisiana. They come back home after a year because they're just too homesick. I don't think I'll come back home. Um, <laughs> I think I will love it there, and I think I will get homesick. My sister goes to college. She at um at ORU and she played, and she and she played um college soccer as well. And I don't think I'll get homesick. I think I will get homesick, but I think I'll be able to like be like, okay, I'm here, so I'm here for soccer. I'm gonna love it type thing. So I think I'll stay. Okay, how many years is your what's your head coach's name? How how many years have they been there? Um, Coach Sarah Strickland, I think for a hot minute. I think she's been there for a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I think that's really important because, you know, there's a lot of turnover uh, and uh, you don't know what you're going to get when another coach shows up, you know, so the school's got to be really, really important to you. And uh, and so it sounds to me like you've investigated the school and you really like it. Right. I love it. Okay. So the second question I want to ask you, okay, um, for the little girls that are out there, fifth graders and fourth graders, what advice do you have for them to reach where you're at? Um, to just um, fall in love with the game. And once you do that, then everything comes easy. Your work ethic comes easy. Your playing the game, making it fun comes easy. Your competitiveness comes easy once you fall in love with the game. Okay. Okay, that's good advice. Um, you have the microphone. Anything you want to say to the Louisiana audience before you take off and leave us? Um, I just want to thank God, um, thank my family, and I just want to thank for all of my coaches and teams that I've ever played for for helping me get to where I am today. Okay, good. Any any special shout outs? Um, my dad, <laughs> always okay. my dad. Shout out to my dad. <laughs> Okay, we'll make sure that he's listening. Well, thank you for your time, and uh, we'll be keeping an eye on your career. Maybe you'll be on the show again, <laughs> okay, uh, as an NCAA uh, All-American. Let's hope, huh? I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right, have a good day. Okay, bye-bye. All right, everybody, and that was Jordan Grisby and uh, – uh, uh, a wonderful young woman and she's got a bright future ahead and uh, I hope we get this COVID stuff out the way so she can enjoy her freshman year. Good thing for her though, is we don't get this season underway. She can redshirt and still get four years of eligibility. So uh, she's a much better place than the fifth year seniors that are sweating it out right now as to whether or not they're going to be able to have one more year to play. And, uh, and, and, I don't know. It's uh, a lot of a lot of uncertainty, which is which is horrible. Uh, but we just have to deal with it. But one thing that was certain, though, is that she got the Gatorade Player of the Year. I'm so glad we got the season in, and she got a chance to uh, enjoy that wonderful honor. Okay, for those of you who don't know what Gatorade Player of the Year, I mean, if you just look at who's won that award year in year out, it's the who's who of, of the great soccer players of Louisiana. Okay, well, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk to the male recipient, okay, Zane um, from Dutchtown on Monday Night Football. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Monday Night Football. We're honored to have with us Gatorade Player of the Year for the Boys, Dutchtown, Zane Suzuka. Did I get that right? 
Yes, sir. All right. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Were you kind of surprised by getting this? Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm a little bit surprised. I mean, we made it to the semis, and we did get against St. Paul's, but we didn't win. So, but I mean, I was a little bit surprised when I won it because I thought St. Paul's kid would win it since they won state. Yeah, but the uh, you know, but the the, uh, the award really is uh, sometimes you could be the best player on the planet and be uh, surrounded by you know players. In your case, that wasn't the case, but you could wind up going on a team that's zero and twenty, and still, you, if you're the best player in the state, you should get recognized for it. So, yes, so it's a heck of a compliment. Do you realize what kind of an honored crowd you're with now? Yeah, I mean, it's a big honor to be called greatest player in the state. I mean, um, it's very honorable, I guess. Oh, not, and, not an I guess. Sir? Yeah, not an I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. not, not an I guess, for sure. Okay. I mean, uh, it's it's a little who's who of, of high school soccer, and now your name's in the mix with it. Oh, uh, yes, uh, sir. And um, what do you think was the key to your development throughout the years? A mix of everything. Uh, coaches, training. My my teammates helping me, just just motivational from anybody or anybody, mm-hmm. telling me I could do it. So, well, when did you start? Started playing soccer. Yeah, uh, when I was like three, I was playing in a wreck in Gonzales. Okay, so you were one of the beneficiaries of. I remember I got my national license at the uh, center over there, Seaman Center, and. Uh, um, uh, and that was before Gonzalez really branched out to make their own club. And and now Gonzalez, is, did you stay in Gonzalez throughout your career? No, I was in Baton Rouge from like U9 to up. Yeah, but I tell you, that foundation you got when you were three, you might not have gotten. Yeah. You know, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's really, really kind of important. Good development, yes, sir. Who's had the most uh, effect on your, on your uh, development, would you think? The most... Uh, I would I would say my my high school coaches Coach Dyer and Moss and then my club coach Coach Marvin. I don't know they've all just pushed me to to be the best player I can be and just training is good and I've just been developing very good and I just want to thank them. Okay, so what's next for you? Uh, I'm attending Furman University in South Carolina to play soccer and I'm majoring in applied math. Excellent. Uh, that's a good school. Um, did yeah, you, really good. What what uh, what got y'all together? Like, how did they find out about you? How did you find out about them? Well, uh, I was in ODP, the regional team, and uh, our coach is actually the head coach of, of Furman. So I kind of had that connection, and he wanted me to come there because he liked how I played. So it kind of just fell through. Simple as that. Well, it's not too simple. I coached ODP for you to find the right fit like that. That's that's really uh, providential. I mean, uh, y'all got along with each other right away. Oh yes, sir. He's he's a great coach, great person. Just linked really good. All right. Um, what have you been doing get, to get ready? Because season's right around the corner. Four weeks. Yeah, season. Well, coronavirus. I'm stuck at home a lot, but. Uh... I'm actually going to the gym with with my high school coach, Coach Dyer, and he's been he's been working out with me and one of my buddies, and then and then I'll 
attending practice uh, every two days and stuff. Okay. Uh, how optimistic is your coach uh, over there uh, at Furman uh, about the season starting? Uh, pretty optimistic. I'm pretty sure we're going to start. And uh, he, they're, they're all excited to play and stuff, have an incoming freshman come in. But, I mean, it's going to be tough because all the social distancing and stuff. Just have to get used to it. Uh, are they in phase three yet in South Carolina? I'm not sure. So, I don't know. I go in August 6th. So. Okay. Okay. And, Paul, you better, not 100%. you better go and fit. I mean, I, I knew some coaches that they would do the Cooper test the very first 530 in the morning. And if you couldn't do it, that was running two miles in 12 minutes or less, you know. Uh, they just yes, sent sir. you home right away. Uh, do you have any yeah. kind of benchmarks like that? You got a hip? I, th- I think we do have a fitness test. I think I'm not really sure what that thing is, but uh, we've been doing it over the summer for Furman. We have to run run a mile for like, every month, like keep beating your times. So for June, I had a time, and then for July, I'm going to try to beat that time for the mile. Okay, excellent. And um, so, where do you think? Uh, do you think your future is going to go beyond college? Are you aiming there? Oh, uh, I'm always aiming there, yes, sir. But I'm—I mean, I'm gonna play my hardest, train my hardest at Furman, and if I do good, if the opportunity arises, I'm—I'm I'm so looking for pro, yes, sir. Fantastic. You think you come back here and coach when you get old, like me? It's a possibility. I'll coach here or anywhere, wherever I'll be. Yes, sir. All right. So um, when did you know that soccer was going to be for you in your life? Like, you know, like we just like lived and breathed it because it seems like that's what kind of life you've had. Yeah, it really is. I don't know. Just uh, whenever I started playing when I was younger, just I guess I always had that little just like talent in it and I was good. So I just stuck with it. So you didn't get tempted just, to go off to baseball, football, or basketball? Oh, no, no, no. A soccer, I definitely like love soccer way more. Oh, no, I never really played the other sports so much. Just just soccer, really. When did you start ODP? Uh, I would say freshman year in high school. That was my first year. Okay. Okay. So, uh, so really, uh, it was later on down, down the way. So, uh, before you started traveling interstate and whatever, and, uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. and, uh, um, I'm sorry that you missed your spring club season. We're all sorry over here, but, uh, uh but hopefully everything yeah. will, 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 will rebound in August. If, 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 if God, God willing, you know, yes, do you have any shout outs you'd like to, to, to mention about uh, throughout your career that you just really feel that, uh, you know, this person without this person, and I wouldn't have made it. Yeah, well, both my parents, uh, they always motivate me to be better and always get me on in time of practice when I was younger and stuff. And they just helped me develop. And also, as I said earlier, my all my coaches, there's Moss, Dyer, Marvin, uh, they've all helped me become better players and a better team. And then also, like, my brothers, because so I have two brothers that helped me play soccer, or they, they played soccer. And they've always helped me train because I play with them and they're older. And also all my teammates because they've, I don't know, they just always believed in me, believed I can be the best. 
So that's all. That's, all. that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. That's really good. Did your parents have a soccer background? Oh uh, no, they didn't. They just kind of put us into soccer, and then once we started like thriving in it, we all just kind of fell in love with in love with it. Well, excellent. Well, uh, I'm hoping that we're going to be uh, reporting about you getting drafted one day, and uh, but let's take one day at a time. <laughs> right now, you got to fit in as a freshman, and hopefully, got to get through this virus, and then hopefully, uh, uh, you'll be on the show again uh, as as maybe an All American. Okay. Oh uh, yes, for sure, for sure, yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for coming on board. Take care. Oh, thank you so much. All right. Bye bye. All right, all right. And that was Zane, and uh, uh, real humble, humble boy. But at least uh, it's always refreshing uh, with both of these players that we have as Gatorade Player of the Year that they recognize that uh, uh, they had help. You know, and nobody can do it alone. Um, nobody's that talented. You got to be exposed to the high levels of the game, and uh, and that takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money, unfortunately, in this country. Um, and, and it takes just a lot of perseverance, you know, and uh, uh, it seems like these two individuals saying uh, started at three and and kept focused. And um, um, I know Jordan starting in fifth grade really impresses me, though, because like t- for me, when you start when if you're going to start soccer, if you're not four, three or four, you know, you, you're starting behind, you know, you're way behind and, and it's hard to catch up because there's too many skills uh, to go through. I was going over advanced skills the other day at, uh, at, at our club uh, COVID two <laughs> workout. So all we can do is work on skills. And I was kind of um, uh, amazed how little skill a lot of my players had, even the ones that have been playing club ball forever, I would ask them, you know, show me your best five moves, and, and they barely have three. And uh, uh, and it's kind of hard to learn a new move when you get older. Uh, but when you're younger, you're like a sponge. And, uh, you know, I just jump into the deep water. All you coaches in here, the younger the player, the less the less bad habits they have. And you have opportunity to teach them how to do, do it right and, and um, um Zane's definitely an example of, you know, if you get good training younger, what'll happen? And I remember when Gonzalez did not have club ball and uh, he was born at the right place at the right time, 10 years older, we might not have been interviewing him, you know? Uh, So he was able to go play, play major club ball, you know, like travel ball uh, throughout the country, uh, you know, uh, with a foundation and, and uh, you just don't take that for granted, you know. And I'm going to work with my kids tonight, and you know, uh, working with basics is hard. It's not fun. Uh, I try to make it fun, uh, but you know, it's it's not as much fun as playing the game. But uh, with this COVID crisis, we can't play. And by the way, if you see anybody playing right now, uh, that's 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 not uh, with the rules of phase two. Okay, uh, phase two, we got to stay distanced. Uh, I'm washing equipment. Uh, it's a really pain in the neck. It really is, you know, uh, but uh, we're doing it right. Okay, and uh, uh, we're not going to row against our, our government. And um, and now uh, we're going to try to be the solution, not the problem. And uh, as, as uh, the cases continue to increase, I'm just hoping that, you know, the main thing everybody focuses on is the unfortunate deaths that the virus brings. And, uh, and right now I don't see the deaths 
spiking as much as I see the cases spiking. So uh, if that common sense kind of continues, then we might get to phase three and might get back to, to uh, playing again. Um, I'm planning for it, uh, you know, more so we need to pray for it. Anyway, that's soccer. Uh, as the end of June, we'll start July, uh, and we'll see where soccer takes us on Monday Night Football. Your voice for you, soccer. I'm Coach Alan DeRitter, the head soccer coach at De La Salle High School, and also the uh, um, director of coaching for Soccer Innovations of America, which, by the way, just started. Reg- um, we're about to open up registration this week in, in hopes that we'll be back um, um, and fully running in about a month. Uh, if you have anybody who is interested in soccer innovations or any of your clubs, just go, go online and, uh, and make sure you that you put your name in the hat there so you're not left behind, okay? Um, God bless you and your families. Carpe diem and Christ. Bye-bye.